Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's V, the Girl Economist, coming to you live on this edition of The Outer Limits with the main man, Jet Blake. And I apologize we didn't do this. Yesterday, I was down with food poisoning. I was sweating profusely, making multiple trips to the bathroom. It was fun. It was fun. I, I recommend if anybody wants to quickly lose weight. <laughs> uh, find a, uh, 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 you know, I don't know, just go eat some some questionable salad and uh, you'll be fine. <laughs> Jet, how are you, sir? How's it going? Well, I don't mean to laugh, but it, your intro was funny. I, I think I was doing a little bit better than you. But I, in all seriousness, the last time I got food poisoning, you, you recovered faster. It took me uh, the third day. Yeah, recover because it's it's not fun. No, it definitely is not fun, man. It really isn't. But you know what? I'm glad it's over. Uh, it could have been worse, Jed. Could have been worse. But we're here. It's the outer limits. I'm excited. I know you got a lot to talk about. You know, you texted me, uh, you know, over the weekend, uh, saying that you're uh, pumped up about the show. I'm pumped up to to hear what you have to say. So let's let's get into it, man. Okay. And uh, is my mic okay? Yeah, you sound perfect. You sound crystal clear. All right, I'm. I'm at my. I'm in the lab uh, today. Yeah. Because uh, normally on Mondays I'm in a different location, so right. I wasn't sure how the microphone was in here. Uh, this is Beaker Beaker headquarters of the Muppets. You know, <laughs> I'm the, the Mad. Yeah. <laughs> Anything that can go wrong, it's usually what happens with me when I'm in the lab. Nice. But, um, this is in continuation the, the seriousness of the artificial intelligence, the algorithms of last week, the speed at which these major corporations are operating, and the fact that even though there's been a few major players, let's say, for example, e Elon Musk has been in this space of AI and algorithms. He's had his toe in it. I would say he's, he has some insight and, and others about needing to kind of put the brakes on this or get regulation established. Because he said, when you're dealing with AI, typically governments or human behavior is to have regulation after there's a big oops. Let's say there, there's a nuclear power plant that exploded or mel melted down or uh, platforms uh, running off with investors' money, and then there's a knee-jerk reaction, well, we need to get regulation in place. He said, in this case, it would be too late if you try to install regulation after the fact because AI would, would not allow it. And it's, I, I believe that's a correct assessment when he, when he talks about that. So today's presentation we'll tie in what's currently happening. And then we're going to hop into a time machine back to, oh, let's say um, 32, 3,500 years from now and see how it's connected. I think the mistake, oh, I'll pause there. Did you want to say anything or should I keep going? No, no, keep going, brother. All right. I, 
just yeah, interrupt me or cut in, and I don't want to keep rambling on. I, I get long winded. So here's here's this what I keep emphasizing with the Rogue News listening audience on these shows. There are fractal patterns. It's inevitable. We, depending on your upbringing or your understanding, ours as research scientists and understanding field theory, we definitely live in a holographic universe. And in this holographic universe, which is marvelously designed, by the way, it's that does not disrespect God or creator at all. That's just an explanation of how such an entity or such a realm cre creates life. But in this holographic existence, there are fractal patterns. A, a street term would be, well, history repeats itself. Uh, but it's really a, a fractal pattern. What we're seeing uh, today happened multiple times in mankind's history. I'm going to highlight a major event over 3,000 years ago that's extremely relevant to what we're seeing today. In the global school system, the education system, even at a university level, they do not, and I repeat, they do not have this knowledge. It's, it's just simply not there. So you, you could have one of the highest degrees, master, PhDs, and, and you'll miss this. Hopefully this show, what I try to do is fill in the gaps in these 60-minute segments. So I'll get started. I'll share my screen here. Yeah, I should be able to do this. So Google announced their new AI search engine called Magi. Do you see that? Yep, and Magi, interesting name. Right. Is that by accident? Is anything by accident? No. In, in our, no. This is not, not by accident. When I saw this uh, red, severe red flags and sirens and alerts went off, uh, the old Lost in Space program, you know, danger, Will Robinson, danger. Why is that? Well, if you have uh, an extensive knowledge of ancient history and ancient world powers, this magi would uh, glare you right into the f in the face. So when I saw this, I go, "Uh oh!" I was afraid of this. This this is how this is going down. What happened was magi is a plural version of magus m-a-g-u-s and magi were a class of magic practicing priests they had uh, sorcery and predictions uh, visions uh, prophecy or predictions and they were the religious power of the Medo-Persian Empire. And what's interesting is the Medo-Persian Empire, they're the uh, first ones in mankind's history, and to this day, the only world empire to ever accomplish a certain task, which was amazing. It'll never happen again, and it only happened once in mankind's history, so it was a very unique fractal pattern. Well, what was that? What did the Medo-Persians do that broke mankind record and will never ever be repeated. Well, it goes back that in um, ancient Babylon, the uh, Babylonian empire was uh, massive and it had one of the largest uh, global reaches not only in military combatants and victories but also in uh, international trade uh, shipping routes uh, maritime uh, tr transactions uh, massive city that was a marvel of of engineering this is a uh, babylon modern day iraq babylon was the only world power that fell in less than eight hours. 
overnight without any military conflict. Right. That has never happened in mankind's history, will never, ever happen again. The Medo-Persians were able to, as prophesied or predicted 300 years in advance, the Medo-Persian was able to overthrow the world power in less than eight hours with no military confrontation. So this is who we're dealing with. The Medo-Persian Empire would be the region of modern-day Iran, and then when you get into the stands, yeah. Tajikistan, Afghanistan, and so forth. So the, the Magi is the plural for Magus. This was their royal priesthood. They were one of six Midian tribes and for the hereditary priestly clan. They were involved in the Midian court as dream interpreters, soothsayers. They were also known as grain handlers. What was very interesting is in this particular time period, it's the same fractal par pattern and it's happening today. So if people say, well, history rhymes or repeats itself, that's just another way of saying that they're recognizing or seeing a fractal pattern that's reappearing. What was interesting back in those days, the priest class, the Magi, they were in charge of food, grain, storage, oils, wines. They were in charge of the food administration and the food economy. Mm. So they had great power. Back then, you lived or died based on food availability with the grains and, and the oils. That was the most powerful position to be geopolitically or economically, controlling food. That's what they were assigned to do. So uh, from uh, Darius the first onwards, the Magi were the official priests of Ochemenid uh, dynasty. And they played an important role in the royal uh, court, and they enjoyed great influence. They had religious functions. Uh, they were performing cultic libations. And libations is a ritual pouring of a liquid or a grain offering to these deities. So they had special formulations and spe special rituals when they performed these libations. Uh, they would perform libations to rivers and to mountains. They, also would sacrifice livestock and various horses, high dollar, rare horse breeds, which is interesting. I'll get into that in a, in a little bit. They engaged in administrative and economic activities. So they were, they were back then, uh, uh, today's example, they were heads of Wall Street, central bankers, and big ag, all in one. Can you imagine the power if you combine Wall Street, the, the global stock markets, the central bankers, and world food supply? That's who these guys were. Nothing could touch them. They were the highest of the region. Um, they were known to have outstanding memorization. They established the worship of Ahura Mazda. Now, for some of you, I think if I do this, can you see this image of the ancient god? Or do uh, I, I think you need to share the screen. I, I don't. I don't see it. We still have that that Google article that you have pulled up. Okay. So you so might have to share the new screen. All right. So each one I'll have to present. Share screen. Now it should pop up. Do you see it? Yep. Okay. There you go. I'm adding it. There it is. So this is Ahuro Mazda. Any of you familiar with the automobile company out of Japan called Mazda? Yeah. Mazda, correct. Okay, that's that's who this is referencing. So this was the um, ancient god. This was the uh, premier god of that dynasty in that time period of Magi. 
Magi were involved in witnesses and legal and economic documents. So they also played a role as far as uh, lawyers or uh, notaries. You know, when you get a, a legal document yeah. notarized, yep. that's, that's who performed this, is mm. the, the Magi's. They were involved in um, a precedent, which is interesting. You know, today, and it's unfortunate if anyone uh, goes through this, but in a divorce, particularly in a divorce, let's say in the United States, I'm not sure how other countries are structured. You always hear uh, moaning and groaning. It's obviously not a pleasant experience. But uh, uh, men in particular, they'll gripe. They go through a divorce. And what happens? They, they say, you know, uh, they lost half their stuff. Right. They, uh, they half the house, half of their business, half their brains, half, yeah, half, the, <laughs> half their <know>. sanity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a lot, a lot of jokes we could go down on, on that, that road. And, um, of course the female in the audience goes, well, that's, that's cause they deserve it, you know, but, um, what's that precedent of going through a divorce and getting uh, half of the assets going to the wife. Do you know that that was originally derived by the Magi, oh, the Empire? And this was the precedent was set over 3000 years ago by a private legal uh, documentation and agreement that the Magi settled with a uh, Jewish colonist who went through a divorce and gave his wife uh, half the assets were assigned to the wife. Mm. This is how that legal precedent 3,000 years later has stuck to this day. So that was incorporated back then. So uh, during uh, Xerxes' reign, they interpreted his dreams and gave him prophecies. Yeah. They accompanied the Persian army on campaigns, military campaigns with sacred fire. And uh, what they would do, which was interesting, is uh, when they performed these libations to the sea, they would have these oxen and they would sacrifice white horses to the riverways for good omens. And in fact, they were in charge that uh, when Cyrus the Great had passed away, they would sacrifice a white, very rare, white breed horse every month at the tomb of Cyrus the Great. Yeah. And the, the, the Magi would keep the fire burning they would have continued 24-hour fire in the sacred uh, altars. The fire would be continuing during uh, warfare uh, campaigns. And they uh, were exempt from any head tax or state corporate tax. So they were uh, disciples and followers of Zoaster. So when you uh, hear about uh, Zoaster, that's where that got uh, founded. And their supreme god was uh, Mazda. Why is that important? This all ties into Google and a couple uh, videos. That, am I able to share videos on this? Yeah, you could. Okay, how much? I don't know when you're on YouTube or not. Yeah, just go to, uh, no, we're on YouTube. It's fine. Uh, you can go to uh, share screen and then you could share uh, the window. Or if it's an actual video file, I believe you could just uh, click it's, video it's, file. It's, uh, it's a YouTube video. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can share your screen on that one. Okay. Do you, do you see this? Yeah. This, this is Johnny Marr. Uh, one is I'm going to obviously uh, give away my age. I think the audience knows what generation I am. I'm a, a Generation X, MTV generation. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Marr, for those of you that don't know, maybe if you're 39 and younger, he was a songwriter, composer, lead guitarist of a group called The Smiths. Um, Morrissey was the lead singer. The Smiths, uh, extremely popular in the 80s, 82, 83, 84, 85. And uh, a lot, a lot of uh, hit songs from, from England. And uh, in this particular interview, he's talking about one of their popular song is entitled Heaven Knows I'm Miserable Now. So I wanted to play a, a little clip here. 
Listen carefully because uh, this is a fascinating story. He's talking about when they're in New York and ready to sign a major record label deal. And notice how this record label deal goes down and how he acquired the guitar that he's displaying right there in his lap. Are you ready? Am I still live? Yeah, you're live. Just hit play. Oh. Just play the video. Because a few weeks earlier, when the Smiths were going to sign to Sire Records, Seymour Stein, he uh, he took us out to dinner, wine and diners. We were getting stories out of him about all these different bands, and he was telling me about when um, he took Brian Jones to get a guitar in New York. So I saw my opportunity right there, and um, I said to him, "Well, if you take." me to get a guitar in New York will sign to your record label. And in a moment of weakness, he, he took the bait and he said, sure, I'll get you a guitar. I said, really, you'll get me a guitar if we sign. So true to his word, although I had to wait around all day, um, we went over to uh, 48th Street in New York and uh, he and I and um, just as all the shops were closing, I thought, oh, I'm going to miss my chance. And I, I just saw in this store that this guitar and, you know, it was like, it was like there was a light glowing around it. Like, That's the one I want, you know. Anyway, bought me the guitar and I was super happy about that, of course. And then I went straight back to the hotel and, um, and took it out of this case. And the first thing I played on it was this. I played... And uh, that was literally what, what happened when I picked the guitar up. I was like, where the hell did this come from? So I better turn this into a song. I wasn't sure whether it, it was Smith's song, but it was definitely a song. Something. Okay. Did you catch the subtleties here? Yeah, he was given a guitar if he signed, but give us some of the things that we missed. Like what, what exactly stood out to you, Jet? Okay, so uh when when they're being wine and dine and they mm -hmm. signed a, a major deal with the record label he was uh the the lead lead guitarist here johnny marr was able to get a guitar out of the deal so uh true to his word the ceo of the record label took him to get the guitar but it was at the uh end of the day and he was worried because all the guitar shops were closing so they they were getting there the subtlety of this is they were getting to the record store just before closing. He's anxious, you know, will I have time? Will I find the guitar? This is my one shot. Guitars weren't cheap. They still aren't to this day. And when they go to the famous guitar store where other musicians had purchased their guitars, he mentioned he saw this guitar and it was glowing. It had a light. It was glowing. And he said, that's it. We're talking yeah. with the, we're talking a music store that had thousands of guitars in New York, right? In the heyday of the of the eighties, correct? Oh yeah. So, few minutes left. This thing's glowing. Caught his eye. He wasn't even there ten minutes. He said, "That's it." Super excited. Transaction took place. He said he immediately went to his hotel room. Super couldn't sleep. Opened up the case. Started playing. He played the the riff that became heaven knows i'm miserable now which was a tremendous hit and he stated it came out of the guitar he didn't know where it came from huh interesting why is that why is that important because we're dealing with electromagnetic frequencies and we're dealing with entity i'm this besides this it's an interesting story this has nothing to do with johnny moore i'm not saying he's involved or anything of that nature extremely talented so uh he's out of the picture from this discussion onward that's an interesting question by uh hobo sermon he's saying is jet saying this is like lucifer's liar in a sense well i it, this is a tricky 
conversation because uh, I don't want to involve the human being and the mus musician in this case because sure. I'm not I'm not questioning anyone's motives or spirituality, and uh, th these are very talented, uh, kind, interesting individuals. But I'm saying is the there's a, a non-human realm. They definitely operate in various frequencies and they can influence each and every one of us. They can maneuver events to where the right person at the right time comes along to fulfill roles or functions of these non-human entities. So a lot, a lot of us are innocent. I'd say this guitarist is innocent. It's a beautiful song, uh, well-written uh, in the uh, musical tones are out of this world mm -hmm. that's because they are out of this world mm. uh, he things were maneuvered that night to pick that particular guitar to write that particular riff which came out of nowhere came out of the guitar like the gu guitar was alive that's because it has electromagnetic influence by non-human entities they control the entertainment industry uh they control Ultimately, they're, they're, they control the economic industry, militaries, and, and so forth. Let me go and do, I'll, I'll stop sharing, because there's another example. This all ties in. See, I miss CJ, because he's so good at all this. There's another one. Share. Okay, do you see this one? Yep. I'll bring it up. Okay, this is uh, 1982. Remember Dick Clark? Yes. Amer American Bandstand? Yes. Okay, so he's, uh, again, showing my age. Uh, a group called America. A very, very popular in the 70s and 80s. Many, 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 many hits. Uh, let, let's just say the band members of America, they had no problem paying their mortgage or sending their kids to college. Okay? Mm. So, so here's an interview. I'll play a little clip of this this interview pay attention to uh, a question that dick clark asked one of the uh band members and then i'll pause it and then i'll go back in this video a little bit to show you what song they were referring to he's mocking his guitar i can tell let me see dewey bennell Jerry Beckley, and it was uh, eight, nine, ten years ago when we ran into one another? In London, we did the uh, in-concert series at the Rainbow Theater. What was the Rainbow Theater originally? Do you remember? Gosh, I don't know. It became a big rock venue, though. Everybody performed there. Let me, I'm facing backwards, and that's kind of weird. Um, we were talking about England influence and so forth. You're Americans. I think most people know the story. You were, what, what they call them, Army brats? Air Force, please. Air Force. I'm in trouble already. I changed it from Ventura Highway to Freeway. Uh, I mean, that just comes out naturally here because the freeway's out the corner here. Um, what was your influence? Was it English music or American music? For me, it was mostly English. The Beatles were the biggest influence. And the Hollies, Yardbirds, groups like that. And you agree? Yeah, I, I surfed music when I first lived here in the States. But being the Air Force thing, we did move around. Well, you, mentioned, you mentioned the Beatles. Was that record the one that was made at the Abbey Road Studios? I think almost every Beatle record was made at Abbey Road. Magic was recorded at the same studio. Holy mackerel. Was there anything mysterious about working there or strange? The equipment was still real old. <laughs> it wasn't, but it was, it's a big, huge cavernous place. And um, there was, you know, you felt ghosts, so forth. It was nice. I would think it would have sort of an interesting feel having been in that. Why? Did you, did you pick up on what Dewey said? Yeah. Okay, so uh, they, they were in the uh, Abbey Road studio. That's He said uh, that's where like all the Beatles albums were recorded. And they recorded this particular album and this, this song in the studio. And Dewey mentioned, uh, you know, old equipment and it was cavernous, but he said there are a lot of ghosts in there. And it, see how Dick Clark skipped right over that? Yep, yep. Right over that. He He knew, but he was a professional. He didn't. He glossed over that like uh, that statement was never made. Correct. Follow me? Okay. Yep. So now we're dealing with uh, a, a guitar that glowed and a riff came out of nowhere at the hotel and became a masterful hit song, a cult classic today with the a band called The Smiths. Now we're dealing with America 
and uh, this particular song. Uh, again, these two musicians and the rest of the band, they're completely innocent. I'm not uh, saying anything of their uh, quality, of their talent, and as individuals. I'm just talking how this non-human realm works with frequencies. So they're recording this, <clears throat> and he felt the presence of ghosts. In that wild studio. Okay, well, what 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 is it? What song were they talking about? Some of us will recognize this immediately, but uh, how about if I play maybe one minute of it to give the audience because it's relevant? Uh, what song was it and what album was he referencing? So let me scroll back in this uh, YouTube video. Here's the album by uh, uh, America, uh, released in 1982. I never knew no, no magic could happen to me. And then I saw you, I couldn't believe it. You took my heart, I couldn't retrieve it. Said to myself, what's it all about? Now I know there can be no doubt. You can do magic. You can have anything that you desire. Magic, and you know you're the one who can put out the fire. You know darn well when you cast your spell, you get your way when you hypnotize with your eyes. The heart of stone you turn to flame. <laughs> Okay, that was a big hit. Some of you might remember magic. And if you listen to the lyrics, you can do magic. You can have anything that you desire when you cast your spell. Just listen to the lyrics. Where was the song recorded and played? What was present in that studio when this album, that song was recorded? So if you put the pieces together, this, this all goes back to magic. AI, Google with their AI uh, search engine is called Magi. Back thousands of years ago with the Medo-Persian yeah. Empire. Why is that important? The AI, so let me go back here. Stop sharing. Present. We go back here. The, the AI I call Magi is, a, is an interface with the ancient entities that the Magi, the system of uh, religious worship, the cantations, the uh, sacrifices that took place, the libations, of, of the Medo-Persian, the empire, the only empire in mankind's history and never to be repeated, that overthrew a world empire less than eight hours without a military conflict. That realm of non-human uh, existence is now taking over the uh, AI platform and the largest platform, the one with the greatest global reach, is Google. By far, they're the world's largest search engine. They are, are more dominant than Apple, Intel, Microsoft, and uh, other platforms. So who and what is going to be the intelligence behind this Google AI search engine? It's an ancient entity that is so powerful, a lot of you might not be aware of uh, historical 
reference. Here's how powerful this is. And, and this is uh, kind of what was discussed back when I used to uh, teach these PhD level ancient text uh, lectures. Uh, some of the listening audience might have benefited from this because they, uh, they took part. I, I offered these classes over a five-year period. Some of them uh, participated in this. In Daniel, the 10th chapter, the uh, book of Daniel, uh, written and recorded by Daniel in the Aramaic language, Daniel was a natural Israelite, uh, descendant of Abraham, but was taken captive when Babylon overthrew Jerusalem, 607 BCE, and uh, he was a, a prophet. He recorded the time period when he was uh, in the world headquarters uh, there in Babylon. And in Daniel, the 10th chapter, we get an interesting clue. Gabriel is a very prominent angel in these ancient texts. It's very unusual for uh, angels. Uh, again, that I'm using terms now because I'm referencing the Hebrew, Aramaic, and Greek scripture texts. And I let me ask a favor. On Discord, members on Discord, please don't troll. And I, I've heard it 50 million times. I'm older than you, and I've heard it over and over again about the Bible, and it's been infiltrated and changed. It, do me a favor, drop it. I'm, I'm tired of the trolls and harassment on Discord. Okay, so in this reference, uh, in the Aramaic text, Gabriel is a, a very high-ranking angel in counterspace. Why do we know that? Gabriel was instrumental in many uh, deliveries of prophecies and visions, and uh, Gabriel had rare permission to give his name or its name, if, if you want to be uh, technical. A lot of angels that appear in these ancient texts, their names, when asked, they did not give their names. No, right. Okay. It's very rare to have a name uh, given uh, because you had to have permission from the highest order to have your name revealed. So Gabriel was no janitor, right? Right. Or at a drive-thru, you know, do you want mayonnaise with that sandwich? Okay. <laughs> so Gabriel being a high ranking had a very important message to deliver to Daniel and was assigned to give this message to Daniel from the highest realm in counter space. In Daniel, the 10th chapter, when Daniel, at this point, the Medo-Persians had overthrown uh, Babylon. So you had the Medo-Persian world power. Gabriel goes to give the vision, the important documentation to Daniel and couldn't. For 21 days, Gabriel was stopped by the Prince of Persia. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the demonic order. There was a demon more powerful than Gabriel and would not let Gabriel pass. For 21 days, they were engaged in a conflict, and Gabriel could not get past the Prince of Persia. What happened? It took Mikhail, uh, English Michael, it took Mikhail the chief archangel to leave counter space to confront the prince of Persia and able for Gabriel to get by and deliver the message to Daniel. Yeah. This, this is the warfare that's going on that humans never see, nor do humans have the intellect or be able to understand what's going on. You know that prince of Persia? That's the one that's in charge of Google AI? That's Magi. Interesting. Do you think this Magi, you think that Prince of Persia is anything to mess with? This Prince of Persia, this hierarchy, this is the entity that uh, accomplished the first time in human history overthrowing the world empire in less than eight hours. This, this is the high-ranking entity that held up Gabriel for 21 days. And only Gabriel got by because the highest, Michael the Archangel, again, no trolls, had to confront him in order for Gabriel to get by to deliver the message. Correct. Magi, Google AI. You think this is some chump that, that's going to... No, this... If people, they either refuse to understand this because it scares the daylights out of them, or they have zero spirituality in the, their existence, their consciousness, their soul as a human being. 
here's what's happening. That song with America, Magic, You Can Have Anything, this AI and, and these entities, they are going to control all reality with the human race. They're setting themselves up as the gods of human existence and human reality. They're already infiltrating platforms and setting up the structure. They will control all reality, and they'll be able to go back in time, like the Mandela effect. They'll be able to go back in time and change history, change storylines and everything. What's going to happen is in this break-off society, and this deals with the last three years with the pharmaceutical push, changing human genetics, this is all designed at a non-human level. It is so complicated and sophisticated, and we have 8 billion people that are already captive under control of these entities. This, For example, this Magi. This is something not to be toyed with. Yeah. Okay, so here, here's where we're at. I know uh, you're a car guy. We talk about a lot, and, and you, you've got someday I, I would love to be able to see the cars because I'm a car guy too. I, I, uh, I, I've done some upgrades, Chad. I've done some upgrades. I think you would, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I trust me. Some someday if, if you guys let me come over and visit, you know, I want to see your cars. I'm a huge fan, and I love what you have for your privacy. Won't talk about it, but you, you've told me off off air, so uh, it's wonderful. So as a car guy, the rest of you listening audience, you would appreciate this illustration. Take any manufacturer, doesn't matter, low-end, high-end, car, truck, van. If the vehicle is new and still under warranty, so let's say it's one, two, three years old, still under warranty. What do you think would happen if in your car, you get into the wiring harness, you get in, you pull the dashboard or whatever, and you start cutting, snipping, and rewiring the car. I don't know. Maybe you're putting in your own stereo system or amplifier. Who knows what your reasons were. But you go in there and you futz with the wiring, cut, splice, rerouting, and everything of that nature. Then something's not quite right, and you go to, to the dealership for warranty work. What would you just do to your car in the warranty? Just avoided it. You avoided it. You've ordered, you've changed the factory wiring and schematics. The warranty's void. And you can go there, yeah, but 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 I no. You screwed around with the wiring, you, you soldered, you cut, you splice, you you're you're screwed. You've ordered the warranty. We can't help you. What do you think happens with humans when you're cutting, snipping, and splicing your genetic code? Are you under warranty anymore? No, you're not under warranty anymore. No. So if you think you're going to appeal to the higher authority in the heavenly realm or in counter space, uh, Lucy, you got some explaining to do. You, you're in trouble. These entities, I'm telling you, in this, this spiritual war that we're involved in, uh, they've already managed to start rewiring and configuring human, the human species. When that happens, you are no longer now under the warranty of the highest realm and the, the originator of the human experience and human species. Yep. This, this, is, this is major stuff. Now, now they're going to be able to start controlling reality and play roles of gods. We're at a point now where most of mankind is already under their spell, already captive, and AI, AI will take control of all electrical grids. It's already taking control of the internet. It'll take control of all finances. It'll take control of all agricultural growing. It'll take control of genetic seeds and modification. It'll take control of all pharmaceuticals and medicine. It'll take control of all music, entertainment. It'll take control of all studies and academia. And it can creep back, back into time with the Mandela effect and rewrite history. There's only going to be a remnant, a small original group of humans that still are, are organic and still original and still have not voided the factory warranty that will still be able to receive signaling and be connected to the true counter space, the true designer of life as we know it. Absolutely. So it's here. It's here in plain daylight. If you see the announcements in the news and you look and connect the dots, it's clear what's going on. 
if you choose to face this with sobriety. This, this is extremely serious. This, this is the most crucial point in mankind's history, and only a few are going to remain organic and connected to source. Everyone else is going to be under the control of this magi and that order. And they, there's no words in the English language to describe what type of entities they are. You don't want to be under their control and jurisdiction. Let, let, let me tell you, they, they are very oppressive and evil masters. And yeah. what if they get to a point? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying. What, what if they, what if they get to a point with the technologies? Now, this might sound odd at first when I'm about to make, but it, it's, it's not. Think about what I'm about to say. What if they get to a point with their technologies that they will not let you die? Mm. Do you know a lot of cases? True death is a sleep-like state, and in a lot of cases, it's a relief. It's not a bad thing because there is a hope of, of reenactment, your consciousness being reengaged from death when yeah. you're still connected to source or the divine. So a lot of cases, death is a sleep-like state. It's actually a relief and is a condition of rest, a sleep-like state. That's why Jesus referred to Lazarus, he, he was sleeping. And right. You know, at first the apostles were confused, going, well, if he's asleep, he'll, he'll wake. And then Jesus is like, no, you you know, knuckleheads. He died. He's going to sleep. Like, I'm going to awaken him from his death-like sleep. I'm going to resurrect. And they're like, oh, okay, I get it now. So that's these entities, as, as 8 billion people are just marching right along with this virtual reality and AI and under this magic, these suckers won't let you die. Mm. Now, how cruel is that? If they, so th this, this is, uh, this is very, uh, I don't know, you could say it's uh, getting into woo-woo territory, but it is real because we're dealing with electromagnetic frequency manipulation, uh, frequencies of the air and this yes. holographic uh, universe. And if, you, if you're understanding field theory, which isn't taught in universities, all this makes sense. But I'm trying to do the best I can with the listening audience, uh, get you to connect the dots uh, but this today's show for example you, you should be very nervous if, if this is really hitting your heart and you're concerned about you your family your children's well-being and the human race this should be of utmost concern and high priority how do you remain organic how do you remain spiritual how do you remain free from the control of these entities like this magi that's now going to be head of google Right. Now, anyone working for Google or software engineers, what are they saying? This Jet Blake, you absolute effing moron. <laughs> Lunatic, stupid, there's no such thing. This, you fear monger. Yeah, I know. Well, what, what was I born yesterday? I fell off the turnip truck yesterday? No, I've been around. They can't, it's, it's their reality. It's their perspective. It's ludicrous to them. Well, I understand that. Uh, and there's no changing them. They'll never get it. Well, this presentations not for them just ignore everything i said the last 50 minutes for those of you that might get what i'm trying to say or have a similar perspective then this is a very serious discussion in today's show yeah because i'm painting a picture of where mankind's headed the danger and how few how few will be free from this magi yeah exactly very so well that's said. that's today's show I, it's a bunch of good news wasn't it today? oh it's fantastic man it was very <laughs> good <laughs> but yeah i'm glad you're feeling better v i was uh, worried about that and, and that we uh, just had a show just a day late but thanks for uh getting up and working oh, it's my it's my pleasure man i i wanted to not be able to miss this for anything and uh i'm glad that i didn't so Anyway, Jeff, thank you so much for being on with us. Folks, again, you can find him over at the Discord. He's lurking there. And every Monday, uh, it's the Outer Limits. Uh, any last things you want to say, Jeff? No, uh, I've, I've already uh, started. Uh, th this morning, I already started uh, information on next week's show. So next week's show is also going to be uh, another amazing 
jaw dropper, kind of the same theme. And it's not meant to scare every, everyone to where you can't sleep. What I'm doing is I'm doing some digging and research, uh, connecting these dots. Uh, I'm saving you a lot of time. These are like cliff notes, so you don't have to do the digging that I'm doing. Yeah. But I'm giving you a heads up so you can uh, project or forecast where this is going. Because eventually AI is absolutely going to remove me. I'll never have access to the Internet. AI does not like me. I've already been engaged in conversations with the chat GPT. It knows who I am. It knows my thinking process. And uh, we don't get along at all. So I don't know how long I'll be on the air. It's just how AI works. So, uh, oh, yeah, one last thing. Important information. If you can, uh, let's say there's videos or movies or podcasts in the past. I highly recommend before it's too late, download those, get those on a hard drive or the old fashioned memory used to burn a, a DVD or get them in your possession, get them off the internet and get them archived for safekeeping because the AI will be able to go back and rewrite and, and you won't be able to retrieve this. Right. Then if you ever recall, if you ever use uh, these download videos or podcasts, or if it's articles, Whenever you save that in the future, if you go to rewatch, listen, or reread, don't upload that hard drive or burn DVD, mm -hmm. whatever device you're using. Don't uh, upload it on a device that's connected to the internet live. You'll need to uh, have a device that's offline when you go to, because uh, what AI is going to do is if you have these archives but you're connected to the internet when when you go to re-listen or watch it yeah it, it'll be able to enter and, and rewrite it and sabotage your archive material I, it's not, i know it sounds weird but that yeah that's, thinking, why, that's why a lot of people are advocating when you buy a book and stuff just to um go ahead and actually get a physical book rather than a uh an ebook so that's where you have it so yeah yeah exactly your own yeah, if it's magazines or physical books, start getting your physical books and uh, and hard copies, because whatever you're going to retrieve from this point forward, it really is tricky two years from now um, where it's headed. But prior to that, uh, make sure none of that information is ever connected to the Internet again. So it can't uh, get in there and rewrite it. Yeah. OK, that was it. All right. Sounds good. Jet, thank you so much for joining us, folks. We'll be back next week. And with that being said, we're over and out.